This is exactly right. Welcome to I Said No Gifts. I'm Bridger Weiniger. Look, I hope things are going your way today. I hope you're enjoying yourself on some level. I uh, I spent the morning mostly cheating my way through a crossword puzzle, and I'm not going to apologize for that. I, you know, I try my hardest, and uh, this morning it wasn't happening, and I just needed that win. So, and the, I thought the clues were bad anyway. So, if you got a problem with that, I don't know what to tell you. Let's move on. I want to talk about our guest. I'm so excited. Thrilled beyond all words to be welcoming, welcoming Lauren Adams to the podcast. Lauren, welcome to our, I, I Said No Gifts. I almost messed up the name of the podcast. I interrupted it. I interrupted the name of your podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> you can interrupt whatever you want. You're the guest. I was so politely on mute the whole time through your crossword bit because I was laughing and then I interrupted the name of the podcast so people won't know what they're listening to. People are confused now. They're just in a state of absolute panic. They're driving off the road. They're collapsing in their house. I'm so sorry. The lives lost. That's fine. No. You know, that's the danger of listening to a podcast. It's you, true. You just a risk. have. Yeah, you run that risk and high high risk extremely low reward that's what we, <laughs> that's what we promise here on i said no gifts so what are you gonna do lauren yeah oh it's Hi. so nice to see you it really is so nice to see you i mean we saw each other yesterday briefly um you will get into that that later later uh but i did see you in your car uh at a safe mask we both had masks on the sun was beating down on us too hot. Um, way too hot. I And to be clear, I did not get in your car. That would be dangerous. No. no, no, no. I was outside the car. You were inside your car. We're two intelligent adults making our way through a pandemic. And we respect the pandemic. It is real. We wear masks. Yes. This is the first time I've seen your chin uh, in like right. a year. And you're shocked. <laughs> it's a whole new chin. I've that's done some true. work. <laughs> and it's it's longer than I remember. Oh, for it's, sure. <laughs> it's a good couple feet long now. I felt like I needed a good like Joker style uh, chin. But uh, tell me how you are. How are I, you? How am I? Doesn't that feel like such a loaded question these days? Oh I'm good. Right. I guess I'm good. I think I'm good. I also feel like when I ask people that, they like qualify it with like. They want to tell me they're not good because no one's good, but they want to qualify it that they realize they're better than a lot of people. Right. And I'm like, it's okay. You don't have to qualify it. Your own grief's your worst grief. We're all bad. It's okay. Yeah, we're just, we're doing what we can do. That's yeah. all anybody can do. Yeah. I mean, the last time I saw you pre-pandemic yes. was, uh, I believe, uh, outside of 
uh, an ice cream store in Los, yes. Los, uh, Los Angeles called Ample Hills. Which is no more. It's said goodbye. I mean, uh, this neighborhood of Los Angeles at one point had about 75 ice cream stores operate all on the same street right and all on hillhurst a few of them just had to go unfortunately the one with the beautiful patio is no more the one that went i know um it's true and i know exactly when we saw each other it was october of 2019 oh wow right uh 2019 probably no 2018 oh my god it's been that oh no my life is slipping away Well, the past six months have really, like, they felt like a week and also nine years. Exactly. The whole Jurassic period, basically. Yes, exactly. been stuffed into six months. But I saw you right after I met my now fiancé. Oh. And I was on a date with not him. Right. And I'm just going to, I mean, now that we know this information, I'm just going to say up front, didn't feel much of a spark from that guy. Yes, it was a, you caught me in a, it was like a bad date, a really bad date. And it was a low moment in a bad date. (laughs) And it was so bad that I, we were supposed to get a drink after ice cream. Right. And I was like, I think I'm done. (laughs) And he was like, you're not going to get a drink. And I said, no, I think this is it. Like really nice to meet you. And it was also like our third date. So the first two had gone, the first two had gone fairly well. And then the third one, for whatever reason, his mood was like in the toilet and And I had just met my lovely fiance Seth and was those dates were so like filled with joy and love that I was like, nah. Isn't that nice to have some contrast in dating when you're like, Oh, this guy seems fine. Then you meet someone else. You're like, Oh no, this guy's terrible. There's some, there actually are decent options out there. Yes. Yes. And so, and you do go on so many bad dates that when one's fine, sometimes you're like, wow, fine. (laughs) (laughs) I don't completely hate this. Let's go for it. Let's lock it in. I'm willing to be deal with fine for the rest of my life. Right. And he it's funny because like I didn't contact him after that and I think he got the sense that he was kind of like a bummer and a downer and a dick on that date. Right. So I got a text like a couple weeks later that was like, "Hey, sorry, like apologizing." Oh, did did you, did you feel like it was a plea to be like, "Let's try again" or was it just like, "Sorry, move on with your life?" I think it was a ploy to let's try, like a plea to let's try again. And by that point, I was already like a month into dating Seth, who I was really head over heels for. Third date, you don't get to be a bummer yet. True. You've got to be in a relationship to start being a bummer occasionally. I get it. Keep bringing the sparks for a minute. Yeah, third date is some people call that the sex date. Right. I mean, come on. (laughs) Try. What's the maybe? Uh, you know, I'm not. I, I'm actually not going to defend this person at all. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't feel a single spark as I interrupted your date. And of course, yeah. at the time, it was. I was like, Oh Lord, what am I doing? I'm interrupting Lauren's date. What if she really likes this guy? But now, knowing all of this information, I would have just, you know, planted myself there for the rest oh. of the evening until it was over. At least I would have loved it. We could have just chatted while this. We could have had our summer. cookies and cream together. Right. Or whatever flavor. Yeah, I feel like at that place, there are at least like 14 different ingredients in each ice cream. Yes, which is why I loved it, because right. I like a chunk forward ice cream. So this is why I think Ample Hills, the, which started in Brooklyn and then has expanded I lived, a little bit. I lived on that street in Brooklyn. Oh, you're kidding. 
on Vanderbilt Avenue. That was my home for like eight years. Tin Kettle. Did you ever go there? Yeah, that good hamburger. They have a great hamburger and good tots. Did that close? That space was cursed. It was an odd spot. Everything closed that was there. But this is my thing with Ample Hills and with ice cream in general. And I think this is why and people just you have to pick your side. For me, it was too many things in the ice cream. At some point, if you put too many things in, it just feels like I'm eating cold candy. I'm eating refrigerated items kind of lightly surrounded by an ice cream. And that's, you know, but for some people, they love, you know, just pack it in. Let's I mean, just stand up and say you're one of those people. I am one of those people. (laughs) How do you feel about Ben and Jerry's? Ben and Jerry's, I don't mind. I they have a good chunk ratio. Right. Yeah. They like they get a little crazy, but at no point am I ever like, am I even eating ice cream? I always know I'm eating ice cream. Yeah. I'm never going to pick an ice cream without a mix-in. Right. A vanilla, a plain chocolate. <laughs> never. That's not me. <laughs> It'll never be you. It's not me. I'm, I am 37 years old and I have to be honest with the kind of ice cream eater I am. And that's it. I want a chunk. You've got to, I do think that having some type of uh, alternating texture in an ice cream is important. Although I will say if if a chocolate ice cream is well made, I'm on board. I can do sure. that. Sure. Will... Especially if it's with a dessert. If it's oh, like a yeah. fancy dessert and it has a scoop of a plain ice cream, sure. I'll make a look. I'll make a blackberry cobbler. I'll put a chocolate ice cream in there, and it's my my brain is shutting down from the pleasure. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> so we can, but that of course that's because the other dessert is taking the, the place mix-in. of the mixin. So yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. It's all ice cream science. It's I know, and I think that's why we're going to have to take over that space, which is now uh, vacant. And so <laughs> we'll as ice cream amateurs try to start a business in that multi-million dollar complex that they tried to run a business from. We'll do great. You know, all the other scientists are busy with the pandemic. They better focus be. on ice cream. <laughs> I hope that every ice cream scientist on this planet, within the sound of my voice, is working towards a vaccine. Stop <laughs> thinking about flavors of cream. Start thinking about vaccine. That rhymed. That's... And put it on a shirt. <laughs> if it rhymes, it's true. So... <laughs> So, I love that. I so okay, so right after uh, right after this date, during this date, you were in the process of meeting your current fiance, which is so exciting. Yes, and you've become yes. engaged in the last how long? Two months. Two during months during a pandemic. During a pandemic, again, you announced you know that you're engaged, and it feels like it was probably eleven months ago. I know it was in March. Oh, that's. I guess so that's crazy. almost. It's been a few months now, but I mean, it it definitely feels like you announced it last year, which is insane to me. Yeah. Well, he had like a whole thing planned and then the pandemic shut it down because it was like, oh, nobody can travel. No one can gather in groups. And so it was like, eventually he was like, do you want to marry me? (laughs) (laughs) What was the thing he had planned? Very sweet. We went on our first date. If you're um, an Angelo, you might know Trails Cafe in Griffith Park. Right. I've never been, but I've heard it's lovely. It is lovely. And they just, they only do takeaway. So like, go get a piece of pie, get a coffee, 
It's really great. But we met there and did a hike on our first date. So when he proposed, he was flying in my sister, flying in my brother, and um, basically was going to propose to me at trails. And then we were going to go on our hike that we went on on our first date. And all our friends were going to be, and my brother and sister were going to be gathered. Oh, that's so sweet. And then we'd go have like home state tacos at our house. Oh, I love a home state taco. Oh, and he's from Texas. So he really. Take me there. You know, um, but my brother and sister couldn't fly because it wasn't safe right. at the time. One could gather. And so it was like very slowly, like all the elements just started falling away. Uh, and then trails was closed when we went. So no. <laughs> it was what? just us and a group of boomers gathered when they absolutely should not have been gathered at the beginning of the pandemic. <laughs> And they didn't clap or cheer when he proposed. They just sort of blinked at us while they ate their like potluck breakfast. So <laughs> Romance was on the menu. That's, that's fine, though. Look, you know, you just got to do what you got to do. What Ultimately, what's important for an engagement is that both parties are present. I think yes. if you can add something to it, fantastic. But if the uh, asker and the what is the the asked are there. You did it. You got it. You got it. (laughs) Also, like, he planned all that. That still means Oh, yeah, just the fact that he planned it. Unless he was lying and none (gasps) of that was ever in the cards. He could, I mean, at this point now, I I think he actually made a bad move. He should have just, I mean, made it seem even more extravagant than it was going to be. He could have said, I had two helicopters. I rented out the Hollywood Bowl. Right. Um, But uh, good for him. I think you're... I think you're locked in with an honest person here who's a planner, and also he's safe. He's willing to call it off when lives are at risk. We appreciate that during these times. Yes. And now, where did you two meet? We met on a dating app. Terrific. On on Raya. There's nothing wrong with a dating app. We've got to stop saying... We're all saying we met on... it's like it's 20, crazy. 20. There's it's no other crazy. way to make, meet a person on the. Well, during a pandemic, there really isn't. Oh, right, absolutely. I don't even. I mean, if you're single out there, God bless. God bless. Get. Uh, I don't know how it it works right now. I mean, people. I guess people are meeting on dating apps and then just chatting. Yeah, they think they're doing Zoom dates. Oh, so I haven't heard of a Zoom date. Yeah, yeah. I know this because my little sister got stood up on a zoom date which is insanity she's like the person on the other end of that is a true insane like that's an actual like bad i'm like you're a bad bad person if you can't (laughs) show up to a zoom date how are you ever going to show up to a physical date yes Uh, you're i mean something is happening in your brain (laughs) it's very bad but um yeah you just would like chat and like if it went well on the texting then you'd set up like a zoom date and some people i read an article were like sending a venmo to be like go get a bottle of wine i want to buy you a drink or whatever kind of sweet i mean you gotta do what you gotta do and i think that that's perfectly fine and it's also i mean even lower pressure i mean right right you know there's you don't have to leave your house i can wear comfies from the waist down maybe that's the future of every first date let's just get on get on our computers and be in each other's bedrooms and if you suck, I'll just hang up. And in LA, when you would have to drive like far to oh get my. to somewhere, mm. I had a guy once who lived in Century City. This is maybe like a year. Well, I guess it has to be two years ago before I met Seth. And he was like, 
insistent on me sending more pictures and sending my Instagram. And like, I'm an actor. So like, I don't usually like, you can find me if you really are trying, but I don't usually like to like advertise who I am, especially if I'm going to give you my phone number. Totally. And so he was like insistent on like needing more photos, needing more photos. Let's FaceTime before we meet. I've been, he kept saying like tricked too much. And I was like, no, I was like, no, we both agree that we're going to meet. And like, maybe we don't look like the way we look. I'm sure you don't look like the way you look. Of course. Give me a, (laughs) I've been tricked too much. What does that even mean? I don't know, but I, he kept asking me questions. And then when I would ask him the question in, in return, like, he'd be like, what restaurants do you like? And I'd like list, I'd be like, oh, I love so many. He'd be like, which ones? And I'd list a couple. And then I'd ask him what he likes. And he's like, too many to name. But he would like make me. <laughs> this person's horrible. <laughs> Can you imagine if I had to drive to Century City to go on a date with him? It took me an hour and a half to get here. And you refused <laughs> to answer any of my questions. <laughs> despite needing a full I- back background report from me name oh. the restaurants you like name them that's terrible <laughs> that is so wild people but are that, oh the world of dating it is but that's the kind of people that i kept meeting on dating apps so like when i met seth it was like what <laughs> it didn't it like just wasn't my experience of course and when i think about how easy it would have been for us to not meet i get like i almost cry because i'm like it would have been so easy for like either one of us to cancel that morning oh yeah of course that's how i mean uh i've been in a relationship with my boyfriend jim for about five years and yeah uh before our first date uh like on the way there i thought oh maybe i should just turn around and go home he's been a little annoying over text i'm so tired of meeting people and wasting my nights it's like What's the deal? And fortunately, I went, but like I could have easily just called it all off, and then none of this would have ever happened. It's, a different life, you have oh, a different life, different path. It's so wild to me. But here, yeah, that's I don't know. That's the world of online dating. I suppose yeah. maybe Zoom. But you're right. Cut that down. We have to. I have to take the stigma out of going like when you're not on a dating app because it is just a normal thing. That's what you. If I met somebody like that, I was romantically interested in in person for the first time i don't even know what reality that would be where like <laughs> where would I, I don't meet people period so yeah it's just like my social circle has really just gotten smaller and smaller and i'm really yeah. trying to cut even those people out of my life so get it's the fat, uh, get rid of it you know yeah i don't get it um now you and i of course i believe we met for, i what did, did we meet for the first time on the set of kimmy schmidt or maybe we I, met at a table read. Table or read, yeah. But you and I have now famously acted on screen together. We've acted on you screen were together. So yes. wonderful as Gretchen and Kimmy Schmidt. You and I played are. a small part, which has just been a highlight of my entire life. So we kind of spent a uh, day together at a Boy Scout camp in upstate New York. Yeah, Staten Island, I think. Oh, it was on Staten Island. Yes. Yeah. And all the trucks got stuck in the mud, and so we yeah. were like. They're way longer than we should. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a Boy Scout camp without a truck getting stuck in the mud. You got so. it. You got it. And there were actual teen boys on that set, and I was scared of them. Right. Because I'm scared of teens because teens are competent, yeah. and I am not. <laughs> and a teen actor who's like working professionally, I mean, that confidence level is really through the roof, I think. Or but then at least... they were all so sweet. 
Oh, good. I don't because think I interacted with them much. I had to talk to them. A yeah, lot. you. I mean, because you in the episode were kind of the leader of these teen yes. boys, and yes. Um, so you were, and they were kind of out of your control. Is that what was going on? Yeah, they were just teen boys, and right. they treated me like a mom instead of a cult leader. <laughs> Gretchen is one of my all-time favorite television characters. You're just fantastic as her. She really tries. <laughs> <laughs> the poor thing just keeps falling into various cult situations. And, uh, you know, that's – I think that a lot of Americans can relate to that. I mean, I yeah. know people who are kind of trapped in various cults, and uh, it's a very bizarre thing right now to speak to yeah. other people who are, you know – Speaking to a Donald Trump supporter or something can be rough. And then, like such a strong ideology, yeah, yeah, like a Ugh. full denial of reality is yeah. such a, a weird thing to speak to somebody. And it's yes. like, oh, no matter what I say to you, it just rolls off your back, and yeah. no fact will change your mind. There's it's, an impenetrable field of like uh, disinformation, like right. rejecting information, which it's, is. So cool. infuriating. <laughs> Very Gretchen-like, but Very Gretchen-like. What are you do? Now, yeah. look, I hinted at this earlier in the podcast. Yesterday, we saw each other yes. at a safe distance, and uh, you pulled up on my street. Mm -hmm. I was baffled, obviously. What's Lauren doing in my neighborhood? She's supposed to be on the podcast tomorrow. Podcast is called I Said No Gifts, and you kind of uh, beckoned for me to come close to your car. Yeah. Uh, yeah. all kind of a frightening situation. You indicate something in your passenger seat, which mm -hmm. I, I maybe looking back foolishly picked up out of your car, but I, now sure. uh, I'm safe and I'm in my apartment. You've given me a paper bag. Yeah. I assume this is a gift for me. You also have sent me an email. Yes. And in the email, the, uh, uh, subject line is, this is a gift, do not open before podcasting, and then several emojis of uh, pink and yellow gift bags. Yes. Lauren, I have to ask, is this gift for me? Yeah, I got you a gift. Okay, fair. Whatever. We're in a pandemic. I'm I'm willing to look past whatever. The Should I open it now? Should I open the email? Should I open the paper bag? What should I do? Okay, I think you should start with the paper bag okay. and then the email. I'll I'll tell I'll verbally I'll let you say what the email is. Terrific. Now, the paper bag has been in the fridge. You told me to keep it refrigerated, <laughs> so I have no idea what this could possibly be. I'm going to open it up here. I'm sorry. <laughs> There's Plenty to apologize for, and I accept all of the apologies. Let's see here. Okay. It's our first fridge gift. <laughs> really? Good. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay, should I read the letter first? Um, yes, you should read the letter and the item that goes with it. There's one item in a Ziploc that this goes with it. This is a complicated gift, and I'm thrilled. Okay, yeah. it says, uh, Dearest Bridger... Think uh, of this as a little quarantine starter kit. I'm sorry I've given you two gifts. You have to keep alive. Oh, alive. Interesting. I hope this isn't a baby. <laughs> no. All right. XO Lauren. So let's open it up. And then you'll have to open the inside of that has a little note, too. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, my God. What is happening here? Okay. okay. So n now 
Which one should I open first? There's a Ziploc bag with what appears to be a leaf popping out of it. Should I open this one first? Yeah, open that one. And that goes with the card you have. Oh my God, I'm so thrilled. This is beautiful. <laughs> All right. This is a gorgeous leaf. Do I, I mean, do I need to run out of, what? Okay. So now I need to open the email. No, now just the card that I oh, gave you card. on the inside, there's instructions. Oh, let's see this right here. Okay. Yes. Here we go. Headed back. <laughs> okay, part one. Put the cut end of the leaf in just enough water to cover the bottom quarter of the tissue. Oh, no. Should I have left it in the tissue? No, no, no. That means plant, the plant tissue. Oh, like the oh actual... plant tissue. Learning, yeah. learning about plants as we mm -hmm. speak. Place the container in an indirect light situation and change the water every couple of days. Soon you'll see little roots. Plant the rooted leaf in sand or peat moss and follow usual snake... <gasps> snake plants are exactly what I need because my apartment gets so little light. Well, there you go. I gave you a snake plant cutting. Part two, check your email. Start on day three. Okay, so yeah. should I check my email now? Yeah, you can. Um, I think you should open the paper towel wrapped oh, okay, gift because okay. I didn't have wrapping paper and it's a pandemic. You can't I, just go out and get it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, so this... Wait. It's not hummus. This looks it's, exactly like hummus. I would have... Jumped right into this without that much. If you had waited another second, I'd have this on my fingers and be eating hummus. It, it is in a hummus uh, container. Yes, but now you should open your email. Okay, opening it. If you email. don't smell it, because it doesn't smell good. Well, I have to smell it. It's a gift. Okay, mind smell, if I smell it. it. Smell it. I have to, you know, these are life experiences. Oh, this smells like hummus. <laughs> it's not hummus. So, Does it smell? That may be residual hummus or whatever this is, is hummus adjacent. I can't say. Okay, so now I've opened the email. It says Bub's eight day bread. What's happening? Yeah. What is happening here? Okay. I've given you sourdough starter. Oh, of course. This smells, that's why this smells. It's a little funky. Yeah. I, it's sourdough. Oh, it's beautiful. Well, there you go. Lauren, okay, I I hate to pause the podcast, but I feel like I need to put this back in the fridge really quickly, right? You should put that back in the fridge really quickly. Okay, I'll the be... snake plant does not need to go in the fridge. But okay. The... okay, I'll be right back. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. The first ever alive, first ever fridge gift and first ever alive gift i have listened to most of the episodes and oh, i went amazing. through and then i went through the instagrams of the ones i hadn't listened to to just double check that he didn't have it but i don't know what since you just started a quarantine last week i was like there could be like 10 weeks of uh i don't know about lauren i have returned from the refrigerator i have put the starter <laughs> in the fridge i've put the leaf in a tiny bit of water in a mug that i re uh like a week before quarantine painted and uh here we go so yes okay you so have to tell keep me more about two things alive I, yeah that's okay. a, that's too too many things but i'm gonna give it my best job <laughs> but they're both the snake plant is very low maintenance they're I, famously low maintenance yes and i am not i'm getting to be a better plant person but when i moved to california i decided i wanted plants that was going to be a thing i did and yes. so this was the snake plant my first plant okay i gave you a clipping of my first <gasps> you're plant kidding me no. oh what an honor and you also can, if you want, you can Google it. But if that's a pretty long leaf, if you wanted to cut it in half and have two leaves, you oh, can also do that. That's incredible. 
So they're really cool and resilient and easy to propagate from a cutting. I'm so. thrilled. So do you have a lot of plants in your apartment? Um, or your, I, wherever you live? I don't know. The house, well, condo, bungalow, mansion. It's a bungalow mansion. It's a combo <laughs> Um It's, um, uh, yeah, we have a, like, uh, I think I have a fiddly fig. I have a pilea. I have a couple ferns. I have a pothos. I have a snake plant. I have a ZZ. Yeah, I've got a good amount of plants. Oh, a palm. Wow. Okay, I've, um, I've never, I, uh, it, a few episodes of this podcast, I've mentioned a plant, a famously low maintenance plant that I've had, yes. but I've never known what it was, and I refuse to tell people what it is at this point. But I That's will great. say that you just named it. So, okay, great. Uh, I I have my theories about what it is from that I, list. I of plants. absolutely adore it. So yeah, I I suggest to listeners just go get all of those plants, and if you don't have mm-hmm. any sunlight, the one that lives will be the one that I refuse to tell you. About. <laughs> <laughs> so um. Uh, have you got have you killed a lot of plants over the course of time or is yeah i've also learned that like it like i thought that like once plants started to look dead that they were dead and now i sort of learned in my research that like you can do some work to revive and get them back on track oh interesting and what does that revival require is it It depends like i had a fig a fiddly fig that was getting lots of brown spots and shedding leaves and i realized i was overwatering it oh so then i just stopped watering it and basically cut off all the dead and then it's on a strict regimen and it's back to life it's beautiful. Okay. I usually will just throw them away. Yes. Or uh, I recently learned, although I'm no longer really supporting the company, uh, that Home Depot has a year return policy <gasps> on the plants. So I've taken back multiple dead, fully, completely dead plants to that company. And uh, into it. You're really giving it to them. Yes, I certainly am. They are my <laughs> plant rental business. <laughs> Uh, my apologies to the dead plants, but I've tried and it, yeah. uh, being a plant uh, and a live plant is a team effort. And if you're not willing to work with me, you're going to die. I get it. The snake plant has a strong desire to live. They're a team player. Okay. That, yes, because the uh, snake plant and the other plant, which I refuse to mention, uh, are always when I, because I get very little natural light in this apartment, they're, those two are always at the top of the list. So yeah. this is going to be incredible for me. Yay. Um, now, how long have you been in California? Uh, I feel like we I feel like we moved around the same because we used to both live in Brooklyn. I feel like right. we moved around the same time. I moved in like official official like July of 2018. Oh, OK. OK. So but just, I was oh, back and forth for a while. And did you have any plants in New York or is that just not even an option? No, I didn't because I, I mean, I killed a succulent. So I was like, I don't deserve them. <laughs> Fully understood. This is the first apartment where I've had plants and I've had horrible luck. I mean, I've managed to keep my secret plant alive. I'm going to keep this snake plant alive. And then I have some succulents. And is the word bougainvillea? Yeah, bougainvillea is beautiful. Uh, we bought three of those on clearance from a closed uh, closing uh, store, and they've died and then come back to life and died. And now I think that we've got them on a nice little regiment where they'll stay alive. Are they flowering right now? Uh, yeah, they are. They're attractive. Because this is their, type, their time of year. This is when they thrive. Oh, it's incredible. You yeah. just got to water them enough, not too much, and yeah. give them as much sun as possible, and there you go. 
Now, Bridger, I, I don't want to call you out, but it looks like you have a lot of light in the room you're sitting in right now. <laughs> so I don't, and plants don't need direct, a lot of plants don't need direct. They need a lot of indirect light and you seem to have it. Well, okay. That, I, I'm actually proud of you for just keeping me honest. <laughs> <laughs> but I, what I will say is that we're recording at about 1.40 p.m. Yeah. This apartment faces north. Okay. So, And th- we're currently sitting in my carpeted bedroom, um, which is not really conducive to having pots on the floor or anything. Yeah. So I've never even really considered having any in here. What about our- a hanger? What about a hanging? <sighs> that seems like a lot for me. <laughs> that sounds so stressful. I, I mean... I have a hard time baking a chicken breast. I don't like that's stressful enough for me. So it's uh, the idea of screwing something into the ceiling. What does that even involve? I'm like, also very I small. I, I'm not going <laughs> to buy a. Jimmy's or... not. Jimmy's not. Jay, that's true, cares? but he's all. But he's even worse with tools than me. So yeah. if I were his height, we I might be the person <laughs> to put that in. But ni- neither of us is going to be able to do that. Yeah. So, but I maybe I could put one on top of my dresser. Ooh, I like that. We could get a plant stand. Well, maybe that's where the snake plant goes. Actually, <gasps> I love it. Not a bad idea. I'm going to get it going, and then, yeah, I think that the one good thing about the bedroom is the uh, windows don't have a uh, a balcony, so there's nothing blocking any of the light. Yeah. So maybe this is the place for Mr. Snake Plant. I love it. I love updates. I, uh, you know, thank you for calling me out. You know, sometimes <laughs> you just need somebody to give it to you cold and hard. And, and say, hey, Bridger, that's bullshit. I yeah. see a lot of sunlight in there. <laughs> and You're now, well what other lies are you telling your listeners? <laughs> Well, I'm worried that the sourdough is going to be stressful. Yeah, I'm now this is something. So I worked at a uh, for a couple years uh, on and off uh, for complicated reasons uh, at a bakery. Uh, the complicated reason is they accused me of burglarizing the bakery at one point, And I had to like I was questioned by police and all of this nonsense. Yeah. Me. <laughs> they thought that I had stolen money. I had broken in and stolen money from them. And then they kind of like slowly took me off the schedule and then suddenly I didn't have the job. And then later, I think they must have either found the actual criminal or realized how insane it would be for me to burglarize the bakery and they (laughs) hired me back. But uh, we did have a – like what was essentially a – it's not a garbage can, but it looks like a garbage can full of starter. Starter, like hundred yeah. year old starter or whatever. Yeah. That said, I never used it. I wasn't the baker. I was the like night manager. So my my yeah. baking basically was putting frozen cookies on baking sheets and doing that, or burning croissants that were frozen as well. Perfect. The bread. Are, have you? So is the, obviously a lot of people have been baking during the pandemic. Is this a yes. new thing for you or what? It is. I bought my sourdough starter off of Etsy from a man. <laughs> who lives like kind of near Yosemite, I guess. What? And had so many bread jokes in he like, it was like a typed on like a typewriter sheet of paper with my dehydrated starter telling me how to hydrate it. So this is the starter you have now. I've given you some of it. This is incredible. Um, And yeah, he was like, if you don't get the starter to work, it's your fault, not mine. My starter's perfect. That's a good attitude. I like a confidence in a product. Yeah. Um, And then a link to some of his sourdough recipes and stuff. But he has like 10 different kinds of sourdough starter on his Etsy 
like shop what, that you can wait, buy. So what are the differences between the starters? Um, different kinds of flour that you feed it. Some are like okay. dark black because they're like a rye flour. Oh. And funkiness. Some right. are just like older and funkier, like a hundred year old starter. This right. is a, supposedly supposed to be a hundred year old wow. sourdough. So this one's been around basically since the last pandemic. From San Francisco, yes, the exactly. Spanish flu was ravaging the world and people were learning to make sourdough. Exactly. Wow, it's a hundred years old. And what was the process of actually getting it started? Is it just... Well, it it came dehydrated, and so I put it in water, a little sugar just for the first feeding to wake it up, and then flour. And then that's all. It's just water and flour. You just keep feeding it water and flour. All right. And how long did it take before you're like, oh, yeah, I've done it. I haven't killed it. Um, It right away. Like it. Like the first day, it was like bubbly. You can tell because it is alive. It eats the new flower. Wow. And you can see bubbles and air and like it makes little popping and hissing sounds and stuff and grows. You need to move it into a bigger container when you go to feed it. Okay. So and how often do I have to feed it? Um, If you're not using it, it can just chill in your fridge. You can feed it like every week or every couple weeks. Okay. And if you're going to bake bread, that Bub and Grandma's PDF that I sent you. Right. They, you'll start on day three. And so you'll basically feed it, keep it out of your fridge from day three to about day seven or eight, depending on how long it takes for it to grow. Usually this starter is very active, like four days. Okay, perfect. I've heard, I just heard about 20% of what you said because I was immediately <laughs> distracted. Of the idea to write a movie, uh, a new little shop of horrors set in a bakery with a starter that yeah. is insatiable. Feed me. Feed me. I yeah. think that that's a, I mean, everyone within the sound of my voice, hopefully my attorney is listening. That's yeah. my idea. No one can No one it. else can do it. If you want to do it and do most of the work, I'm fully willing to take partial credit and just put your name on it. Send me the checks later. Um, okay. So it is going to be a little bit of a process. And then, but you only need a little bit of starter for the actual dough. Yes. And so then you discard it every time you feed it, you take like, 70% of it away and refeed it. Wow, okay. Then you keep that okay. in a separate Tupperware, a discard, and you can make pizza dough, crackers, cookies, oh. cake, pancakes right. from that. Have you made a sourdough cookie? I made cake, chocolate oh. cake. Was it it's incredible? Incredible. What is the difference with a sourdough cake than a regular cake? This is, it doesn't taste like sourdough. It's just really airy. Okay. And light. It was. It's a chocolate cake, and it's very, very oh, good. Oh, that sounds phenomenal. Yeah. How often are you baking? Um, like uh, maybe twice a month. It takes fully eight days to do it all with this recipe. I'm also gonna text you an easier one. Okay, that's no sure. need, but it is a full process. <laughs> I'm looking forward to a full process. What do you think? We've I got should the start time first. Should I do a bread first? Yeah, do, just do the bread in that. That PDF I sent you is a full the recipe. The full recipe, great. And uh, Bub, of course, is a an absolutely phenomenal bakery here in yes. Los Angeles. The bread is so good. It's so good. I'll trust them with my life. I mean, anytime yeah. a restaurant serves a Bub's bread, I'm just going wild. And it's, it's also so great good. to dip in a hummus. It is. I'm sorry I didn't give you a hummus now. <laughs> <laughs> that would. I think if you had just given me a hummus, it would have been a, a confusing, short conversation <laughs> where I would have been like, oh, yeah, I like hummus. You would have said, yeah, I like hummus. Maybe we would have talked about things we dip in hummus for a few minutes. And then I would have yeah. said, Lauren, it was nice to see you, but I don't know what else to talk about. Goodbye. Goodbye. 
Um, yeah. Well, oh, I'm so excited to have two kind of little pets. Yes. I now own a dog, a plant, and a uh, starter. Yeah. Do you name a starter? Is that something people do? It has a name. Would you like to know it? Of course. Sally. Sally. And did you pick that or this guy? No, the guy picked it. Wow. She's named after Ride Sally Ride because she's like a good, active, easy starter. And that's why I picked her. Oh, okay, okay. Lauren, I feel like I would like to move to the game portion of the podcast. How do you feel about that? I'm nervous but excited. You should be extremely nervous. Um <laughs> That said, I will. I am going to give you an option of games, and so at least the fault will all be yours. Okay, um, great. The game choices—they're called Gift or a Curse or Gift Master. Which one of those would you like to play? I would like. I am most nervous about Gift or a Curse, so let's do that. Okay, give me a number between one and ten. Seven. Okay, I have to use that number to calculate the things that we're going to play with. So while I'm calculating, you can promote something. You can recommend something. You can uh, tell people to go to hell. Do whatever you want. I'll be right back. Okay. Um, I won't tell everyone to go to hell. I guess what I'm going to recommend is what have I been doing during quarantine? Um, Mainly moving into a house. Um, I guess I'll plug... Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt had an interactive special that came out over quarantine that you can watch on Netflix. And it's a fun comedy special that um, you get to choose your own adventure on. So that's pretty fun. Um, so I guess that that will be what I plug right now while Bridger calculates and tabulates. And also, again, if you want to make sourdough bread, the Bub and Grandma's sourdough recipe tells you how to also make your own starter if you don't want to go to an Etsy shop and purchase a starter. I feel like he looks so intense while he's counting. Um, do I want to tell anyone to go to hell? I guess I'd like to tell um, Donald Trump to go to hell and pandemic deniers. And I'd like to shut down Disney World again. <laughs> I got super political. Sorry, Bridger. Look, I give you that time and I think yeah. you used it pretty well. Thank I, you. You know, you never, I can never promise people how much time they're going to have and I really just throw them off a cliff to deal with the situation yeah. and I think you handled it really well and I really I mean I don't know that it's even political at this point to say that Donald Trump is bad it, yeah that's I mean, true <laughs> that's just a re literal reality I don't care yeah. what your political opinions are the man is a bad human being who yes, doesn't correct if he was managing a Burger King and I walked in I would walk out of the Burger King so yeah. as president of the United States Look, this isn't a wildly political podcast, and I don't feel like political saying that Donald Trump is a bad person. It's not. It's not. What? What are we even talking about? Yeah. Also, exactly. the interactive special is fantastic, and Lauren is very funny. So, oh, thank you. Uh, let's play gift or a curse. Okay. Okay. So this is how you play. I'm going to name three things, and you're going to tell me if you consider them a gift or a curse, and why, and yeah. then. I'm going to tell you if you're right or wrong. Okay. So, first up, gift or a curse, Tuesday. The day, Tuesday. Is that a gift or a curse? Uh, Tuesday is a curse. Why? Uh, I think Tuesday is a curse because it's like, we know Monday's bad, we get it. Tuesday, we've got so much week left, and especially during the pandemic these days, you go like, it's only, I, Tuesday is when I go like, it's only Tuesday every week. Right. Okay, Lauren. Well, let me just, <laughs> I'm just going to have to tell you right off the bat, 
You got it. Tuesday's a curse. And this is my this is my feeling on Tuesday. I feel like every every single day of the week has its own little personality. Monday everybody hates. Wednesday is midweek. Thursday is basically Friday. Friday's a little bit of fun. Saturday's even more fun. Sunday we calm down. Tuesday, what do you have to offer anyone? It's never zero personality with this day. It's I mean, there have been attempts with Taco Tuesday, but that just feels forced. Uh, so we can have tacos whenever we want. Right. I mean, Tuesday. yeah, I'm having tacos every other day. So I'm, yeah. I'm not going to be told when I can eat a specific type of food by a day that has no identity. And it's Thank just scra- scratching for some sort of identity. <laughs> Tuesday, you're a curse. Lauren's got one for one. Fantastic. Oof. Let's, uh, you know, who knows what the rest of the game holds for you. I'm nervous. Okay. Gift or a curse, thirst traps. Ooh, thirst traps. Okay. You know, I think the initial response would be like, curse. But I think maybe thirst traps are a gift. Why, Lauren? (laughs) I need to know why. (laughs) Because, I don't know, usually they're nice for people to look at. (laughs) (laughs) Lauren. You've absolutely, I'm sorry, but thirst traps are a curse. Curse? I knew it could have gone thirst that way. Traps, I said it. Thirst traps are it's a- too much. They're a, the, the trap of a thirst trap is that you anyone ever thinks it's a good idea. Yeah. I think, I especially I feel like within the world of, you know, we kind of work within the realm of comedy or whatever. And yeah. anytime I see a comedian- do a thirst trap. I just wonder what business are you? What's happening here? The things you're exposing about yourself with a thirst trap are, it feels a little insane to me. The idea of needing to be uh, validated for hotness uh, starts to feel a little insane. Uh, Thirst traps for me, I'm just going to have to say 10 years ago, you know, the thirst trap, maybe it was a private thing sent to somebody. But, you know, throwing yourself on this uh, social media app, I think it's a curse. I think the thirst trap is a curse. Okay. See, I I knew it. Am I making any sense here? Yes. And I knew it and I said it and then I thought maybe it was a clever – I thought I was gaming the game. (laughs) Look, I uh, (laughs) – you don't game the game with gift or a curse, Lauren. When you game the game, you get egg on your face. So I I do and I have and I beg But look – all that said, I'm correct in everything, so you're wrong, but you have a chance to save it here. Okay. Final element of gift or a curse. I need you to tell me if this is a gift or a curse. Swinging on vines. Kind of Tarzan style, swinging on a vine. Swinging on vines. I'm going to say... <laughs> I'm so nervous to get it wrong, Bridger. Oh, of course you are. This is a game of nerves and absolute heart-pounding action. Okay, I'm going to say swinging on vines is a curse because, ow, I think it would hurt my hands. It would hurt my crotch. I think there will be bugs involved. I think it's very hot. I think it seems fun and it isn't. (laughs) Lauren? What? I don't know that I agree fully with your logic on this, but I am going to say you got it right. It's a curse. This is my thing with swinging on vines. (laughs) I don't think that's actually a physical reality. Can people swing on a vine? The curse for me is that there's always this idea that you could – we've all been told we can swing on a vine. 
I've never seen any real hard proof that you can, you know, just kind of move through the jungle, uh, floating from vine to vine like an ape or Tarzan or what have you. That's not a reality. And unfortunately, I would love to be able to do it. So it's just going to be this curse on me for eternity. So let's be honest. You got two out of three. That's not bad. Wow. That's Look, pretty good. I've seen people get zero out of three. Yeah. You know, sometimes you get them, sometimes you don't. It's a tricky game. It's built to destroy, and you made it out alive. Congratulations, Lauren. Thank you. Let's move on to the final element of this insane podcast. We're going to play... No, we're not going to play anything. The games are over. We're now going to help. This is called I Said No Questions. I Said No Questions that people are writing into I Said No Gifts. I Said No Gifts at gmail.com. They're asking for help giving gifts. So, do you mind helping me answer some questions? I would love it. Here's the first one. Hello, Bridger. My boyfriend has been really supportive of my mental health during quarantine. I'd like to get him to express... uh, I'd like to get him something to express my gratitude. Uh, His hobbies are expensive dinners and trolling on Twitter, which leaves me in a bind. Thank you, Kenny. Kenny, okay, so I'm just going to put this out there first of all. I don't know what he means by trolling on Twitter. That can mean a lot of things right now. Yeah. Kenny, uh, I mean, you're, you are listening to this podcast for, it seems like there's some level of homosexuality happening here. So I can't imagine <laughs> that you're, uh, I, I mean, uh, and unless this is a, uh, you know, who knows, but, uh, I don't, I can't imagine that your boyfriend is out there, uh, being a monster on the internet. I doubt yeah. that he's... Uh, maybe the trolling is uh, looking through... Maybe he's referring to looking through Twitter. Or maybe it's like a healthy troll. Like right. he's trolling Trump. Right. Which okay, I, which we're, we support. We can like ask. a Chrissy Teigen troll when right. she like trolls somebody right. punching up rather than punching down Yes. Troll. Okay, I think that... Okay, well, I can get behind that. So the boyfriend likes doing that, which is an interesting activity, and expensive dinners. What... Yeah. And he's been very uh, helpful with the this guy's mental health, which we all, I mean, if you've got a supportive partner right now, that's fantastic. Kenny, what uh, what does your boyfriend want? I mean, expensive dinners, I think that, I mean, just the obvious a- answer is you order in an expensive meal, you yeah. light some candles. Yeah. Uh, but what, can I Yeah, Lauren, of course, something? you're the guest here. I, what if you do that, you order and you order in an expensive meal, but then you're the waitstaff. The boyfriend is the waitstaff. He serves the meal. He does the full thing. And then to allow him to troll, he slides in a comment card. Uh. And he can (laughs) troll the boyfriend in the comment card. I love that. Maybe he dresses up as his least favorite celebrity to be the waiter and uh, allowing the boyfriend to do even more trolling. I love uh, it. I think that's an excellent gift. I mean, you, another obvious option is you buy him an army of bots on Twitter uh, to kind of send after whoever you want. I don't know how that works, but I think obviously that's a reality we're living in. You can buy bots and uh, I assume just kind of command them to attack. So <laughs> uh, you might want to look into that. But I think Lauren's on the right path here. She takes the expensive dinner and takes it one, adds the other thing. It's a shame he only has two interests, but you work with what you got to work with. You work with what you got. He's been supportive. Yeah, he's been supportive. So you've got to reward him in a big way with Lauren's dinner date idea. You had a nice <laughs> thing brought in. Tip the person who brings it well. 
Yes. They're out there risking their life to bring expensive dinner. And you've got a good thing, Kenny and boyfriend. You're welcome. We love it. Moving on. Hi, friends. So this person isn't even addressing me, which, look, whatever. You got to do what you got to do when you're writing an email. Uh, I wanted to see how y'all feel about homemade gifts. I generally feel like people have too much stuff, so for Christmas and birthdays, I try to bake something. I also cross-stitch, so I've been known to make pillows with fun things cross-stitched onto them for my loved ones as well. Do y'all like homemade shit? So y'all is in the email. I want to uh, listeners to know that I haven't adopted this uh, new way of saying things. Uh, that's uh, and She says, best Georgia in Chicago. Georgia, thank you for your email. Here's, uh, do you want to go first, Lauren, or should I go first with the homemade gifts? I feel like you probably have a better take, so let me get my crappy one out of the way, which is if you're good at making something, it's fine to give a homemade gift. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. That's exactly what I was thinking. I think, well, look, it depends on who you are. Georgia, if you're a child, a homemade gift is always welcome. If you're an adult, this is where you have to draw the line. If you're if someone's giving me a homemade gift, I'm thrilled if they're good at making that thing. If they're if they're a good baker, fantastic. I have something to eat. If they have if they're an artist, wonderful. I've got a new piece of art I can display that would have probably cost me a billion dollars buying it in a store and no one else is going to have it. My sister makes me quilts that are incredible. That oh. would probably cost $4,000 in silver like. So, uh if you're good at something, absolutely, even maybe maybe even more than buying things, make the things. It's yeah. more thoughtful and it's unique. If you're bad at something, do not make the thing. If you're nope. if this is your first time baking, what are you don't, do, don't that. do that? That's not a gift, that's a curse. That's an absolute curse. You're just giving them something that they're unfortunately just going to have to kind of shovel into the garbage can. <laughs> so don't do that. But if you if you have developed a skill and this is where I guess my life is a little empty. I don't know that I have any friends with skills because I never get a homemade item. I'm always getting something uh, purchase outside of, you know, my sister giving me things. And also, I have no discernible skills whatsoever, so I'm not a- able to make things for people either. But I do know there are people out there. There's a whole website called Etsy where people are making things at home. Uh, and if you're one of those people, if you're good at it, go ahead. I say make yeah. the homemade gift. I think we're in complete agreement. We're on, we're a unified front on this. Right. Yes. I mean, my neighbor, uh, Taya, her name's Taya. She, re- she has been giving us bread. She's been giving us cookies. She's an excellent baker. I have no complaints. Each one's a gift. I'm thrilled. My heart is pounding when I get a biscuit. Yeah. If she was a bad baker, I would just be, you know, wasting food. Yeah. So, Georgia, I think Lauren and I absolutely are on the same page here. Yes. If you're good, do it. If you're not, at least think it over. Yeah. And also, if you're a kid, always, we love a homemade gift. Right. Everybody <laughs> loves a homemade gift from a child from essentially age three to, let's say, I, okay, we could say, well, you get to 18 and it's starting to get a little adult territory and you should yeah, have some if you skill. Can, if you can drive, like when I could drive, I'd go pick up a like a gift basket from the body shop for my mom. Right. If you but can, like, if you can drive or order something online and you don't have skills, that's the cutoff point, I think. Yeah. So fantastic, Georgia. You're welcome. I don't know. I hope that advice works for you, Lauren. It's clear. For sure. What a wonderful time I'm having with you and. Well, it's a, the podcast is coming to an end. I just, over, that yeah. sounded like I was going to extend it for another hour. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to cancel the next guest. 
Um, no, it's been so lovely having you. I, I mean, I'm so thrilled to have these two new gifts in my life, and they're both actually highly usable, exciting things that are going to re- require a little bit of challenge and learning, which I need to do. I need that in my life to keep my brain from atrophying. Yes. Uh, the crosswords aren't doing that because I'm just cheating on them. Um, How far do you get before you cheat? Do you it like depends try? Depends on how mad I am. Yeah, I get uh, that. You know, let's see. We're recording this. We oh, it is. Is today Tuesday? It is. Well, there we go. That's interesting. <laughs> I did not. Uh, that was not part of gift or a curse. I want full disclosure. Uh, so maybe that's part of my problem. I was mad this morning. It just not. I didn't have the patience. Do you do crosswords? I get- I, you know what, when I was a waitress in New York, I used to do the times every day because we got the times and I could like usually get to like halfway through Wednesday with no cheating, which is not a good, not a good brag. I think that's great. Monday is a breeze. Always. always. Tuesday is a wild card. Wednesday I usually can kind of do. Yeah. And then the rest of the week, I, who can. The weekend, forget it. Right. Um. Yeah, I usually, it really just depends on my mood and patience. So, whatever. You can, we all have to do what we have to do. It's a pandemic. Yes. Well, let me just say before we depart, if you need to text me when you're baking, like questions you think are dumb, feel free because I texted a friend and it really helped me a lot of the time. Oh, fantastic. Okay. Well, you're going to be hearing from me. Yes. And Lauren, hopefully we'll be able to see each other in person soon. (laughs) We'll be able to like with chins out, everything. It'll be it's probably going to be a minute, but eventually, it hopefully it won't be two years. All right. Thank you so much for being here. And everybody, have a wonderful rest of your day or uh, go to bed. I don't know what time it is when you're listening to this. So, And it's none of my business. Take care of yourselves. Goodbye. I Said No Gifts is an exactly right production. It's engineered by Earth Angel Stephen Ray Morris. The theme song is by Miracle Worker Amy Mann. Uh, you can follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at I Said No Gifts. And if you have a question or need help getting a gift for someone in your life, email me at I Said No Gifts at gmail.com. Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you found me. And why not leave a review while you're at it? I invited you here I thought I made myself perfectly clear When you're a guest in my home You gotta come to me empty-handed I said no gifts Your presence is present enough And I already had too much stuff So how